Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it is the Mindset Monk himself, Krishna Lakhanani. Krishna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for having me. Your website, Krishna, is lakhanani.com. And I'm going to spell that. It's L-A-K-K-I-N-E-N-I.com. We were joking because uh, my family heritage is from Finland. And I said, hey, that looks like a Finnish last name. Um, but you're originally from the UK, or you've been in the UK, uh, not from I'm Finland. Born, yeah, not in Finland. Uh, born and raised in India and moved to England for my post-graduation, but now in Vancouver, Canada. What is the work that you do as the Mindset Monk? Mindset Monk is, uh, you know, there's a perception for a lot of people. Being a monk means you have to wear the saffron clothes and live in the caves. And I'm trying to change that perception of it. And growing up in India, I, you know, followed, you know, we have a lot of gods, but Lord Krishna. And Bhagavad Gita is like Bible to us. And what it talks about is the complete life cycle you are here to fulfill your dharma, whether it's through your career, through your relationships, whatever the consciousness you're acquiring is for the greater good. And when you're going through that process, it can be different for everybody. And we put to, you know, we tend to put a label on it, good, bad, ugly, worse, whatever. But all of that are meant to happen karmically because you're relieving your soul through these processes. And when it comes to specifically the businesses, we all go through that midlife crisis and scalability issues, and we all run into some issues being an entrepreneur. And using the mindset, Mount Grant, I help entrepreneurs that are going through that midlife crisis, or I'm stuck at my five-year mark. What's next for me, right? Like I'm having an identity crisis. What are the things that I need to look at? So it's 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 a brand on its own. Uh, you know, it's trademarked, and and I'd like to help as many people in the entrepreneur community as possible. So it's it's all about the coaching and the mindset. And I think we all know that mindset matters at different levels and uh, very specifically in the business world, unless um, you know you, your mindset is right, you're not going to thrive as an entrepreneur. And do you work with individuals or are you primarily working through media? Now I should point out, I mean, you're, you're pretty out there. You're like, you're as a speaker, you're also an executive producer for a film uh, called Dreamer. Uh, what do you, where do you spend you most of your days serving? Um, it's mostly the people that I work with and, and it's the entrepreneurs, right? Like sometimes I get invited to do some workshops at a, a banking institution. You know, these are large corporations, but mostly uh, my focus is small and medium businesses. Like, you know, the business they're doing between one mil to 10 mil. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of sweet spot, good enough team. 
and how do you restructure it or what training do you need to have there so your team is actually performing and you're working on the business and i think personally i find different mediums to inspire uh different age groups for example the dreamer documentary that was clearly focused towards much younger generation that are getting into the entrepreneurs and using technology and and it's different it's a different tool because we needed that tool because younger generation love watching and scrolling things so you know the way i pick and choose is basically trying to get to the core audience using the medium and tools that are needed there in your work with small medium sized businesses let me ask you this question what percentage of the success or failure of a business is is either influenced or attributable to the mindset of the founder? Oh my God, it's hundred percent. Like, Woo! whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you don't have the mindset, it's just like impossible. Like. You know, being an entrepreneur, you know this too. You wake up every day morning, you hustle, you find ways to make things happen. But we all go through situations where we're like, okay, I don't know if I'm doing it right, right? Can I do this anymore, right? Like there are how many startups out there that wanted to grow big, but kind of gave up really early, right? I mean, if, if Instagram gave up early days, it wouldn't be there. So as Airbnb, so as like, you know, there's so many I can name, right? And I think all entrepreneurs fall into this trap and this is where that mindset come in. Either you borrow the knowledge and wisdom by having mentors and say, okay, I'm having this problem. Can you help me solve this problem? I wanna to get to the next level. But it's a mindset again, like you're growing your knowledge and wisdom and you're creating process that helps you to move forward in the business. I, I can't hear you for some reason. I'm sorry. Just, no, that was yeah. me. That was me. I forgot <clears throat> the wrong. I didn't click the right button. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't think it when we're thinking about mindset. I, I think that we all have the opportunity, like we're, we're all exposed to things that could be frustrating, challenging, you know, the typical ups and downs of business. Uh, maybe we have an uncomfortable situation or a, just a bad. How can we separate ourselves from the noise? which we hope doesn't consume us and take too much of our real estate. How do we bounce out of those things a little bit more effectively? You know, that's a very good question. It took me years to figure that out because I was working 12 hours, 14 hours and bringing that to home. And, you know, it, it was a mess. And I think there are certain uh, tools that I use personally, how to box myself into that quadrant. And, you know, uh, I, quite use uh, Stephen Covey's success principles, like those four quadrants, like, you know, if it is on the fire, if it is urgent, it shouldn't be in the quadrant one, you attack it in quadrant two. So I shifted my mindset towards working things that are urgent, but not on the fire yet. So they might be due in a couple of days, but I'm getting them done now. And when things kind of like pile up, like who do you bring in to take care of some of that work? So you delegate a lot of these things. And especially like, you know, we have 150 clients in our team, right? There's always the emotions involved at different levels and getting things done, but you want to withdraw yourself from all of it. I, I use meditation. I use journaling. And like even throughout the day, like three times, I kind of unplug. Okay. I had my lunch. I want to have my 45 minutes break. 
and I'm not doing anything during that 45 minutes. Does that questions and the issue creep up in your mind? It does, but this is where you practice controlling that chatter. So eventually what happens is it doesn't bother you anymore. You're quiet, you're, you know what you're doing, you know that you're gonna find the solution. And during this process, you also learn how to conquer that fear as well. So there is nothing that scares you anymore. Okay, there might be a burning fire, you know that you got it, you have a solution, you're going to find somebody to get that thing done. And when we also, when we're, when we're thinking about mindset, uh, you know, boy, it really matters. I'm thinking about those who are involved in sales for the organization. Yeah. If you've, if you're coming into a conversation and it's, you're emanating desperation and, you know, and scarcity and you need that sale. Boy, does that mess with your head. And I think those who are involved in customer conversations, onboarding growth, sales, I, I don't want to say anybody, you know, needs to focus on this more than another. We all do. But in terms of immediate, you'll see it if, if your energy is off you will absolutely see it in your performance. People will just feel that energy uh, if, if you don't get that right. So that's why I think this, this topic is just so important for especially kind of thinking and advocating of all those SMBs that are out there. Yeah, like, you know, sales is a different ballgame. It can be stressful when you're, you know, somebody's just working on commissions, right? And it goes both ways. Like, you know, as a company, you know, do you have a base salary plus commissions? So the person is not, getting drained out, trying to get that sale. And when that salesperson approached the client, you know, our approach is basically the, the needs analysis. Like, you know, there are sometimes clients want to work with us and I say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do to help you out, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of like setting those boundaries and knowing what you're signing up and actually you're making a huge difference. Like we have like 90% client retention rate, like even after five years, that's huge in the industry, given like, you know, being an agency, there's always that revolving door. But when you really solving the problem and their business is growing and their employees are happy, it almost it becomes your immediate family. So you're kind of working with your own family at some point, right? And I think when you first approach, you know, knock on the sales door, everybody wants to get that sale without providing a solution without showing what that core issues are and how that solution is going to solve the problem. And most of the salespeople that I have seen, okay, here is this thousand dollars half page ad, but we can give you full page if you upsell it to 1500, you know, it, as soon as it becomes a sale, you're basically lost. And I personally see it sales, sales as a service, like you're kind of solving a problem, providing a solution. As soon as you shift that mindset, you don't look at that sale happening. You look at how you're solving the problem and how it, you're benefiting the client. And VK, um, what does engagement look like with you? Like, are you working individ with individual leaders? Like, do you have calls with them or how do you help work with top level leaders to kind of make sure that they get in that right mindset? Like they're all different levels. Uh, so, you know, somebody never ex got exposed to any of the meditation, whatnot, but want to control the mind chatter. They start a different level. But I usually have a one on one call with them to assess their baseline, where they're at. And then, okay, you know, you know so much of this. 
and this is where you want to be, or you don't know anything about mindset. So this is where you start. And I always uh, look at like, you know, other mentors that I use in my life too. For example, you know, your diet is not that great, right? You don't have that proper cortisol and serotonin, all these chemicals that's flowing in your brain to help you have that spark and make that in decisions. So I usually put them in touch with a specialist to work on those goals. If somebody's like, you know, not doing the exercise and just kind of trying to get that, you know, get it, get out and basically try to live. Okay. You know, you want to probably start with some exercise, but again, these are all just the tools to get them to, okay, start. And then they all need specialists at that level. And personally, when I work on -on one-on-one, I have read a lot of books on neuroplasticity and I love how brain works and how it kind of keeps evolving and learning. And, and like, it's just kind of staying curious and having that neurons triggering Mm. at every point of time, but also have control over it. Like, you know, uh, I, I have some anxiety still. And sometimes when I get that anxiety triggers, I can recognize that. And I don't think not a lot of people know that that's even happening in their life. So how do you use breathing techniques to really bring yourself down, calm yourself down, and then find solutions for that issue? And with the all of this, you know, transpires, transpires into the business. So when you walk into the office at seven or eight in the morning, you show up as you are. So if you're having a lot of this mental trauma from even childhood or relationships, you're bringing that to the to work. And you basically show it off with every interaction that you're having. And that creates an native environment for the business owner and the employees. And, and you see this quite often, you know, if somebody's going through divorce in the office, you can, you can tell like, okay, oh, this guy yeah. changed, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really sad for anybody to go through that, but recognizing that I need some help around this issue, right? So it's, it's, it's a huge process. And I learned so much working with so many people along the way as well. And not one single solution is solving like one problem. Everything is different. And it all falls down to our belief systems, right? Like when I tell somebody, okay, you know, have you tried meditation or breath work? Oh, no, that's kind of very against my religion or my beliefs. And I'm like, so what else are you doing, right? Like, what else you like doing? Do you go for hikes? Uh, do you go for swimming? Like, it doesn't have to be sit down and do meditation. You can do active meditation. Maybe pick up your bike if you like biking, right? That's also part of the meditation. So what I try to do with the, all these people is disconnect that mind from the subconscious and allow them to think from the subconscious mind and have control over all that mind chatter. I, one thing that's been really helpful for me, you know, I know that there's value to, you know, that, that moment of reflection or meditation, but I, 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 I feel sometimes a lot of resistance to doing it. And I had a conversation with someone recently. She said, yeah, that's totally normal. That's your yeah. logical brain that's stepping in there and saying, no, 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 no. Logical brain's like, no, no, no. All we have to do is work harder. All we have to yeah. do is just kind of do what we're always doing, right? Whereas it doesn't want to let go to openness and, and being open to new ideas, new possibilities, because that's scary. What might come from that quiet reflection and, you know, inspiration to, to try new things or to, you know, look at things differently. That was so 
powerful for, for me, that concept of, of recognizing that when we do have resistance to things that are probably good for us, to, to get curious about where that's coming from and to be aware of that, because if we can, if we can identify just what it is, and it's not yeah. me that's saying that it's just, you know, coming from maybe a space of fear or concern when, and, and so it's like, well, thank you. Thank you for your concern. Um, wh what's your take on that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to disconnect that. Like, yes, you will get a lot of resistance from everything, but I always tell them if it is fearful, think from your heart, not from your mind. That changes a lot of things because we're all emotional beings. And I always use these five elements of humanity. I call them uh, ever since I watched that uh, Avengers Endgame end movie. <laughs> so it's love, kindness, compassion, empathy, and forgiveness. And with gratitude, when you have these emotions in control and in check, you're free from everything else. So it's about offering the unconditional love towards yourself and the people in your life. And how can you be compassionate to yourself and also the people around you? And this is where the gratitude comes from. So, you know, when you, even for yourself, like you just use like, okay, my mind is telling me it's not logical or analytical and don't do it, but somehow you manage to overcome that. So, you know, that's the gratitude piece right there. I'm grateful that I was able to shut my mind chatter and I was able to use my heart and soul to make a decision. And they don't have to be big, big decisions. It can be very small. It's like, you know, you get out of bed and you just make your bed. That's a small incremental change. And you can observe these in your interactions with the people around you, whether it's work or you're on the bus, you're driving, like even like, okay, we all drive and we are trying to get somewhere, but letting someone go past you and say, Thank you, right? So those kind of vibrations and energy is what actually helps you to calm your mind and say, this is not okay. Yes, you have grown up with those beliefs, but it's time to let go because you're trying to find your true purpose and meaning in terms of to have that joyful and happy living. Yeah. Krishna, your website, lacanany.com to our friend that's listening to our conversation right now just click on the little information icon little cover click on the cover click around you'll find we got a direct link uh christian to your website when somebody goes there what would you recommend that they do and how do they go from this conversation kind of the next step in their relationship with you they can subscribe to the emails and I always put out content in terms of the mindset, what I learned. And, you know, I always have, like, also have a Live to Inspire podcast. Uh, these are some of the amazing people, like Emmy Award winning directors to, you know, some of those mindset coaches that I'm, I have used personally. Uh, so they can watch those podcasts and I can always reach out to them if they're going through that midlife crisis or problems that can be solved, we can look at it and I can have a one-on-one -on -one and have a plan in place. Excellent. All right. Again, Krishna, Lakineni, your website, lakineni.com. Krishna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. It's a great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience. 
for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.